If there's not cheese in my lasagna, I am Real Housewives of New Jersey flipping the table over. Over. Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates non-crimes. My name is Griffith. (laughs) And I'm Kirith. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back, Petty Criminals. Kira, what's good, girl? Oh, you know... Just got done spending the week with Bad Bunny. Yeah. Benito. Um <laughs> and it was it was heaven. It was great. I had a blast. I'm loving. It. I'm I'm getting through your sketches and um y'all are good. It's like it's, it's a vibe. It's a good episode to watch. I mean, cohesively, I will okay. say. I okay. I know people love to like a lot of people consume the sketches just like as they pop up online, but this one in particular is a good cohesive watch. Okay. Okay. I will uh, hop onto Peacock and uh, <laughs> and watch it holistically. Only if you feel like it. You have you have no obligation. Being my friend is enough. Oh, okay. Then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> What's new with you, Griff? What's going on? Oh, not too much. I, had a, I forgot to tell you, you know, I went to Catalina Island a few weekends ago and I got my little injury and... Yes. But when I, so we, we boat out there Friday night, we did like a night boat trip. So it took five hours and it was totally dark across the sea. Wow. We get there, we like conk out, we all sleep. And then in the morning we meet up with our friends on their boat. And as Mm. we're getting onto their boat after the dinghies like pulled up, I know it sounds so bougie and it kind of was, (laughs) this was kind of a bougie weekend for Griff. I get on the boat and I'm like introducing myself to these people that I kind of know, but don't know. And there are a few people that I don't. Mm-hmm. And so I go up to this girl. I'm like, hi, I'm Griff. And then I turn to this guy and I'm like, hi, I'm Griff. And he's like, hi, I'm, you know, Kenny. And we were both like, why do you look familiar? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, did you always my go-to everyone get your shot ready? Speaking of too. Um, I was like, did you go to Boston college? <laughs> 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 and he goes, yes, I did. And I was like, oh. uh, what year were you? And he's like, 2014. And I was like, well, that's that was the year I graduated. And so we realized that we had spent freshman year on Newton campus, which is kind of this annexed campus, uh, very intimate, very kind of closed off. And that he had transferred midway through sophomore year. And so I didn't oh. realize, obviously, that he had left. But we both, I guess, like had enough interactions freshman year that we looked familiar. And so we were like, holy shit, nice to see you. And we caught up, obviously, across the day and just funny, small world, right? Absolutely. That was 13 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Nauseating. <laughs> Speaking of, look at what I've got in my hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just held up our um, Boston College magazine feature and Kira went, well, you heard her. You heard her. Folks. <laughs> it's no, it's it's very it's very cute. It is. We love it. It's funny. Like, I feel like you and I, Griff, have each had like, like you had your short film premiere that was like really exciting in L.A. And like the like Time magazine feature this summer was so exciting. Like there, I've had some you know, blah, blah, blah. But all this to say, I've never heard from so many people as when <gasps> we are in our college's magazine. One hundred percent. We heard from all the like dads, the boomer dads about time. I heard from all my liberal, like millennial friends about New York Times. God dang, we're 
crushing it. But then, yeah, like BC, I've I've gotten a lot of DMs from. I mean, that's like a big network for us, so it's it's kind of cool to see that. And it's a magazine that, like, I don't know, exists on my coffee table every mm-hmm. whatever quarter, semi annually. So. That one I'm it's, proud of and that one I orchestrated. So you did, you worked hard for yeah. it. And you know what? To me, a good lesson because I would have just like said pass on it. Like, and you were like, no, I want to do this. And it, it came out so good. And also I think she's really talented. Yeah. The feature itself was well-written. Um, I really enjoyed reading it and it was, yeah, it's like interesting. I'm, you've had this, I'm sure with your, oh, I see a cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless it's your mustache. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just cool to see yourself like written from a professional standpoint. And like, you've obviously probably had that a few times, um, cause you've paid people to write about you. And <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's like, it's as the show grows and thanks to the petty criminals once again, it's just cool. It's totally cool. Pinching myself. All right, Griff, are you ready? I think so. I know the subject matter mm-hmm. and that's it. Okay. Yes, Griff has seen only the subject heading of this email, uh, which I think is a perfect petty crime and is is in some ways similar, but also quite unique from others. Cool. Okay. Without, without further ado, this is an email that came to us with the subject heading, Revenge Lasagna. <laughs> <clears throat> Hi, guys. I have a very stupid story for you (laughs) that kind of defined my social experiences late in the pandemic. This was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a petty time to be sure. Oh God, the pettiest. This was early 2021. And basically I'd been hanging out with the same few people a bit too much for a bit too long. (laughs) We'd all lost our minds a little bit. Griff, is this resonating? It is. Um, yeah, for sure. I feel like the person, I mean, I was just losing my mind with myself mostly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my like, my neighbor I saw all the time. Actually, we built a great friendship. But then, yeah, I had like a bubble. But they weren't, yeah, I get, I get, what, I get what our submitter means. Like it totally. was, yeah, it was tough. Totally. I'm a social butterfly and I was definitely turned back into a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There are three main people in this story. Me, who we'll call Giada. Okay. <laughs> my friend, Mia. And my other friend, Teresa. Got it. Okay. Cool. It's giving so we, sound of music, but also like lasagna is going to be on the table. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. So again, me, Giada, my friend, Mia, and my other friend, Teresa. Got it. So G- Giada's our protagonist. Yep. While things are good with all of us now... Thank you, antidepressants. (laughs) (laughs) Mia and I had become extremely annoyed with Teresa and all of Teresa's annoying habits, like how she narrates everything she's doing or going to do, and she has to justify out loud all of her food choices. Interesting. Oh, there's there's the word. I have a friend, Rachel, who listens to this, who does that when she's driving. That's it. Mm. everything that goes through her head when she's driving, like technically she just speaks out loud. It's so funny. Honestly, very cute. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll ask her fiance about that. Sure. 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 What about the justifying out loud, all of her food choices? Can you picture that or not quite? Oh yeah. I mean, I work as a professional server, so I hear Mm. that and I receive that. 
So some people just need to speak it out loud to get to, I guess, uh, what they want to eat, but not my cup of tea. That's not usually, I keep, <laughs> I keep my thoughts inside of my head mm-hmm. with, with that. Uh, but yeah, I mean like, and again, if you're, if you're with her through all of quarantine, those little kind of like quirks start to really scream at you. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, totally. dong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Teresa's also obsessed with feeding people or housing people <laughs> or just generally being the provider of all of her friends. Mother Teresa. Mother, uh, yep. Thoughts on that particular quality? Lovely when it's, I mean, we all, I mean, not, we don't all have moms, but like we... Being mommed is nice until it's not like it's the classic like mom stop like stop I don't mm-hmm, need mm-hmm. I don't need the like smothering oh I guess yeah when mothering becomes smothering that's where I have to get my ass in court <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice when a friend is like more you know hosts and is uh, is welcoming and warm mm-hmm. um, but you know it's like I don't know that we need that all the time totally yeah totally I'm a big boy. But you know what? I think it's I'm as as of now, I'm kind of wanting to give her the benefit of the doubt where I'm like, that sounds like a nice quality. OK, as of right now, it seems nice. Yeah, I don't know. You're, but you're, you're right. very much. You're very kind of mothery, too. Like every time I've come to your place, it's always been like, are you hungry? And then like you I remember one time you made the cutest little like I was like, I'm not that hungry. I could have a little nibble. And you made like three pieces of like orange chicken stuck it in a little bowl and gave me chopsticks. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me. I've never seen this side of Kira. And I was satisfied. I do love feeding people, but I, I think like I'm, I have this thought, which is that like, I feel like people's strengths are also their weaknesses, which oh, is yes. why like you got to take the good with the bad. Like your favorite things about people are oftentimes real close to your least favorite things. Like I like to feed people and I think I'm I think I'm generous, but I'm also bossy. <laughs> <laughs> bossy kiki, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a little bit you gotta take the good with the bad kind of Absolutely. Yeah, my strength's definitely my Achilles heel, and I've been working on that this year, but aside. Same, same. <clears throat> same, same. <laughs> okay. Teresa is also obsessed with the fact that she's Italian. <laughs> she is from Philly slash New York. I don't know. And she has this Sicilian grandmother who apparently has a world famous lasagna recipe. Okay. Starting even in late 2020. Remember, this story takes place in late 2021. Yep. Teresa would constantly tell us she was going to make us lasagna soon. <laughs> Someday soon, she was going to make us lasagna. Maybe next week, next Sunday, perhaps <laughs> she'd be bringing us lasagna. Okay. <laughs> For some reason, it required weeks and weeks of advanced planning and yet kept not happening. She did a really good job of hyping up this world famous grandmother lasagna from New Jersey slash Philly. I don't know. And she (laughs) wanted us to eat it. She even promised to do one tray with impossible meat since Mia and I don't eat real meat. Neither Mia or I asked for this since normally we just don't have meat in our lasagna. But still, we were excited for this very much hyped up lasagna. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay, yeah, lasagna. Not super familiar with lasagna. That was one thing like, my dad didn't. <laughs> Is that funny to say? <laughs> no. That's I like, just was not expecting you to say I'm not super familiar with lasagna. <laughs> I'm not. I was thinking. I was like, does lasagna have meat in it? Is it normally like meatless? Because of what she said, I just mm. a lot of my friends that I met, even in growing up, like. 
that was such a staple recipe in their household. Mm-hmm. And my dad, who was like kind of the main cook in our house, never really had that in rotation. So when mm-hmm. I would, it was, just, I'm not familiar with it. So like even her being like, it, it takes some time to make, I'm going to make it for you. Just hold on. It's like, does it like, is there an ingredient that needs to, you know, age? No. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. I, I mean, to, to give you my like 15 second impression of lasagna, okay. it's, it's like a good meal to feed a family because it's one pan into the oven, cooks for 45 minutes, pull it out, feed the family leftovers for the week. Yeah. But, but like half the ingredients are shelf stable and the mm-hmm. ones that aren't are like ricotta and Parmesan and ground beef. Yeah. Ground beef if you're adding it. But, and, and I would say most lasagnas have ground beef. I think that's normal. Okay. Got it. Wait. And then thoughts on impossible meat, criminal or minimal? <laughs> oh, um, I guess like if, if someone I'm cooking for doesn't eat meat. Mm-hmm. And my recipe calls for, you know, ground beef. I might just like exclude that element and not substitute impossible meat. I'm not, I don't know if I'm pro or against impossible meat. I've had impossible Mm -hmm. burgers before. They're pretty good. But I feel like in that case, I'd just be like, okay, I'll leave the meat out. But that might just be like, I don't know if that's even super important, but. No, I I don't know. I could, I could see it either way in this context. I didn't find the impossible meat offensive or inoffensive. I'm like, (laughs) oh, it's just like how she's going to make her grandmother's recipe. Yeah. But. But for you. Totally. And I guess if it's your grandmother's recipe, you should probably try to honor it to the T as much as possible or as much as impossible. Mm. When mothering becomes smothering. (laughs) (laughs) It's early on the West Coast, y'all. Like, I have no filter on my puns. Uh, Griff, honestly, you're you're at the top of your game. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So we're excited for this much-hyped lasagna. Finally. One weekend is designated as Lasagna Weekend. According to Mama Teresa, it was a process. It was going to take her all weekend. I stopped by at one point to hang out, and there were cooked noodles laid all over the table to dry. Uh oh. Yeah, I think maybe she's making like lasagna noodles from scratch? Question mark. Oh, okay. Yeah, cause, like dry lasagna is just not great. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, she. She cooked the noodles, which you can either get the ones that I guess I you can either get the ones that like can go right into a lasagna in the oven and will be cooked, or you can get ones that you do have to boil first. There's like two different two different kinds of lasagna noodles to buy. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, I don't know how to make authentic Italian lasagna, so I didn't question it. Teresa explained to me that to help make the process easier. She was using some jarred sauce along with homemade. She was having trouble with the impossible meat. Just wasn't cooking the same as real meat, Mm. especially for the meatballs. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I would imagine. Now, I don't tend to have meatballs in my lasagna or with my lasagna because the shapes are not compatible. (laughs) And especially if there's already ground beef in the layers of the lasagna. But I didn't question Teresa. I also didn't question her when I saw no evidence and heard no mention of cheese going into the lasagna. Surely there must be cheese in the lasagna. It's lasagna. If there's not cheese in my lasagna, I am Real Housewives of New Jersey flipping the table. (laughs) Like, come on. That's like what lasagna is, right? I assume lasagna translate to cheese. Mm-hmm. Get your table flipping hands ready, Griff. <laughs> okay. 
Hold on, I just spat on my mic. (laughs) Finally, late on Sunday evening, after texts apologizing for the state of the impossible meatballs, question mark, Teresa began delivering glass Pyrex containers full of lasagna to all of her closest friends, including me and Mia. (laughs) I took a bite of the lasagna, the impossible lasagna. I took another bite, and then another, and then I had to give up. (laughs) (laughs) The noodles were hard. Oh my gosh. There was no cheese. (gasps) The meatballs were bad and unnecessary. (laughs) And just in general, it all tasted bad. (laughs) Oh no. Grandma. She's Mama kill- Teresa, what's wrong with you? I thought that because the few times I have had lasagna, it I don't love when I don't love crispy on like soup. So sorry. Like if a noodle has a little crisp, I don't really love that because it's such a juxtaposition. I would mm-hmm. rather it just be soft or I actually wouldn't take it crispy at all. So I hear her on that point. The no cheese, I just flipped my desk over. You didn't see me, but I did. And <laughs> Yeah, the meatballs, I love when she's like, the shapes aren't compatible. (laughs) Okay, so grandma's rolling her grave a little. Mm. Also, glass Pyrex to-go containers is giving mother. It is. Yeah. It's it's, really sweet. Yep. (laughs) Maybe something was wrong with me, I thought. Maybe I had COVID and it was impacting (laughs) my taste buds and making the noodles taste crunchy. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm sure, not sure it's a texture side mm-hmm. effect. <laughs> Maybe it was fine, and I just was having a bad attitude. After a few cautious texts about our deliveries, Mia and I finally admitted to one another that, in fact, we both perceived the lasagna to be terrible. Oh. And that the biggest crime of all was that there was no cheese. Yeah. Who doesn't put cheese in or at least on lasagna? Yeah, that's wild to me. We were sad, too, because this was supposed to be our dinner. We were (laughs) promised a delicious meal. And instead, we got something gross and crunchy that we didn't even feel like we could lie to Teresa and say was good. It's they're giving kid now. And I so I get like I love food. I get I don't get hangry. I get focused When I'm Mm -hmm. hungry and I do want to be satisfied, maybe that is hangry. So the energy that they're like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. I'm hungry is very much (laughs) like that to your mom. So it's just like a weird little family. Totally, totally. (laughs) Also, I can remember during COVID, like you had so little there. there, At times it felt like there was so little to look forward to. Mm -hmm. I I did become a little bit hyper focused on like meals. 100%. That's such a good point. Every Sunday I would treat myself because there was nothing on my schedule. I was like, I need something to look forward to. So I, on Sunday to close out the week and to start a new week, I would walk down to the local grocery store that had such a lovely little bakery and just get a little quarter of a piece of chocolate cake. And that became ritual. And that became something I looked forward to. And I will say one time they didn't have that in stock, the German chocolate cake. And I had a little hissy fit. Not in the grocery store, of course. I would never. (laughs) I just, I took it out on my wall. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) I I punched a wall. No, yeah. So I kind of, I see both sides. Like, 
the kids are kidsing and mm-hmm. she made shitty lasagna. <laughs> yeah. We had been looking forward to this lasagna for weeks and this was just not it. Mm-hmm. So the next day, with barely 12 hours of planning, I took one quick trip to Trader Joe's and then I made a full lasagna with all homemade sauce, no meat, and tons of cheese. I took it over to Mia's house and we ate like queens. It was delicious. We called it Revenge Revenge Lasagna. lasagna. (laughs) We ate the leftovers for days and we simply never gave Teresa any feedback about her strange pasta monstrosity. Okay. Thoughts Hmm. on that, Griff? Um, yeah, I know. I mean, like, what feedback do you give? Mm. Like, it's either you lie, and I'm sure this will be part of the verdicts, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, you either lie and say that, oh, my God, it was so good. I loved how hard it was. Or, you're, <laughs> <laughs> or you, you know, you withhold truth. I mean, but like, I don't know. Okay, we'll we'll think about that in the verdicts. But I don't know that I care that they... They look forward to something and they made it with themselves and had a feast. I'm kind of like for that. I'm, I'm pro that move. I think I get it. Yeah. I Especially get it. to our point during this time where it's like <laughs> your meals are like your social uh, satisfaction. Big time. Yep. Now, many other people have heard this story. We called one friend who lived on the other side of our very large city to tell her the tale. And the call was actually interrupted by her mother Teresa pulling up outside with a Pyrex full of not lasagna. <laughs> so she's like, stuff. she's no, like she's saying that the lasagna is not even worthy to be called lasagna. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Months later, I told my boyfriend, who also happened to be a coworker of Teresa's, and it made us both crave lasagna. So we made revenge lasagna part two. Oh, my gosh. Now, Teresa has threatened to make us lasagna again. (laughs) But this time, she did specifically mention ricotta as an ingredient. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's time to give her a second chance? Yeah, well, I mean, like adding cheese to lasagna can only better the lasagna. Well, you know, unless you burn the cheese, I don't know. But even still, I feel like it can only get better. I I think so, yeah. Maybe I'm naive, but... No, we're on the same page about that because to me, like a lasagna, it's like, okay, carby pasta, Mm -hmm. some type of onion, ground beef, eggplant, vegetable situation, something else substantive. And then a tomato sauce, which is like a little bit acidic and sweet. Mm. And then a cheese, which is creamy. Oh, wow. That made me so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm being talked to by a server trying to like sell their lasagna. But like, that's what makes it good. Like without the cheese, it's like, oh, oh, sorry. I I believe that you've stacked a bunch of tomato sauce. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Between like crispy overcooked layers. And remember when like she had the like, I would assume are the layers out drying. And I clocked that. I was like, I don't know how to make lasagna, but I don't think you dry it. No, too much. It, it's like she didn't want the noodles to be wet going in. Which... And I feel like as uh, if I were eating lasagna, I would prefer an over wet noodle to a dry noodle with a lasagna. 
Like, even if it's like a little too wet, I would rather that than the opposite. Some people like crispy edges on their lasagna. That's yeah. That's what makes this tough because people get particular about. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like this was, I mean, we've heard the word hard a few times in this story, which sounds like that's like to me is like beyond crispy. (laughs) Yeah. And if I were a lasagna doctor, my diagnosis would be that the sauce wasn't wet enough going Mm -hmm. into the oven. Because like you have, it needs to be extra wet going in. Because it's going to, yeah, a lot of the liquid will evaporate. So you want to mm-hmm. keep some, yeah, you know, I watch Bake Off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in this case, I do want a soggy bottom though. Like I would prefer my lasagna to be like more, uh, uh, like wet. <laughs> Petty criminals, what should I say? Moist or wet? Like which would you prefer? <laughs> I think, yeah, like you'd rather be wet than hard. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe both. <laughs> It's also reminding me Thanksgiving's around the corner because like we have family recipes that we like because we've grown up eating it. So mm-hmm. maybe, and again, we'll tick through this in the verdicts, but maybe Mother Teresa likes what she produced. Maybe this was like Grandma Teresa's recipe like to the T and it's just like other families don't like it. That's the case yeah. with like stuffing sometimes if it's homemade or like totally. how you make turkey. So food is tricky and that's, you know, I work in that industry and it's like, oh, what's your favorite thing on the menu? It's like, I am not eating it. So like, don't base your decision off of my palate. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. and I tell, I I tell people that. (laughs) Now, any questions or thoughts before we go into verdicts? No. Okay. So, so like the story, it's like a, it's like Ma or something. Like the story ends with like a scary music with another pyrex full of (laughs) cardboard lasagna. No, a few people in their network now know. So the (laughs) real, A few more people are going to learn about revenge lasagna after this too, but Mm. they've kind of spread the word. Still no feedback to Teresa. I really do question whether or not the second one would be better, Mm. but no, I don't think I do. And we've, we've talked about lasagna enough. I feel like petty criminals know our verdicts will be based on a little bit of amateur approach. That's right. That's right. Which is yeah, literally this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Is Teresa guilty for making lasagna with Dry noodles, meatballs, and no cheese. Yes. And if not for like the meatballs quirky, maybe that's like part of your grandma's recipe. And maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, it it enhances something. Maybe the meat brings out the, what should be the cheese. I don't know. If not for the other two, for not having cheese. Mm -hmm. Like not having ricotta or some kind of cheese is wild to me. Yep. Some like, mutts, I don't even some parm, something. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, like if it's like a vegan lasagna, there'd be no cheese. But I feel like even a vegan lasagna maker would be like, let's substitute some kind of like fake cheese in. Wait, that's so funny you said that. I just had an aha moment, Griff. Did she try to make this vegan? Because <gasps> of the impossible meat. Or like, she, you know. She thinks that they're vegans, not vegetarians. Oh, <laughs> Oh, because why point. else would you make a lasagna with no Parmesan, no mozzarella, no ricotta, nothing? I, I cannot picture, and I'm speaking on behalf of her grandma, I'm speaking up for her grandma. I cannot picture an Italian grandmother passing mm. down a lasagna recipe that does not have cheese in it. I know. I feel we'll, like that'd be sacrilegious. We'll need our, our Philly slash New Jersey Italian <laughs> listeners to speak up because yeah. I, I got to know, is this, is this so traditional? Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah, maybe she corrected for what she thought were vegan consumers. Oh, I really want to know. We'll, we'll update okay. on the Instagram if that's the case. Yep, and that informs my answer to hopefully one of your future verdict questions. Am I guilty for making the delicious revenge lasagna? No. And I, you know, I was nervous that somehow she was going to like send it to Mother Teresa and be like, this is how you make it, honey. But she <laughs> didn't do that. <laughs> no, I, I respect that. I like that you kikied with your like girlfriend that wanted the lasagna also. And yeah, I, I love that. Like you, you, I get expectational with food. And if it's not met, then I will get something else. Boom. Yeah. Am I guilty for not telling Teresa the truth about her lasagna? <sighs> so I would have had a different answer before we had that little hypothesis that maybe she was cooking for vegans. Mm. In which case, I'm going to say you are guilty. Mm. And I don't know what that feedback would look like. I would be nervous giving it because like she put, she did put effort into making you something. My dad is such a, his love language is like, I mean, you visited the farm, like is making food for people and giving that to them. Totally. You know, and I do that to like a lesser extent with my friend groups too. I don't cook as much as he does, but when I do give someone something, even if it's like not a non-food gift, I want it to be intentional. So mother Teresa did put effort into making this for you. Mm -hmm. She mothered you and you didn't like it, but she might've been, she might've altered her recipe to like fit you Mm -hmm. as a non-meat eater. And I think a little bit of feedback of like a soft packaged, like, oh, this wasn't like, I don't know, like wasn't my favorite. Didn't, I I wish there was cheese. That's it. If you had said, oh, I just, you know, I kind of wish there was cheese. Maybe she would have been like, uh, you're vegan, right? Mm. So I'm I'm thinking this through and I'm realizing we do have, when Mia and our protagonist Giada called their friend across town, she was also getting some bad lasagna and she's oh. not a vegetarian and hers was crappy too. Okay. Um, good to know. But even, yeah. Even, even so, so, I'd be like, curious. We don't know. Yeah. Why did you leave the cheese off? That's the, I think that's like screaming question <laughs> with this case. Yeah. Is it like, oh, thank you so much for making me lasagna. Is it, um, is it, is it like, it was a traditional recipe, right? Like, is it, is it, um, no, no cheese is, yeah. is the, yep. I don't know. <laughs> no, totally. It's, yeah. It's like, oh my God, this is so, this is so nice. Thank you so much. Like, uh, is there cheese in it? Just wondering. I, I get, yeah. And then she'll be like, yeah, or no, <laughs> should be no, there's no cheese. Yeah. So guilty for no feedback only because like you wanted the lasagna so badly and it didn't hit the mark. And it's like, you're the one suffering here. So maybe it's worth mm. asking for cheese. Are Mia and I guilty for telling so many people about revenge lasagna? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without the, without the, yes. Right. It's a little, that's where, that's the pettiness. But like, I don't know that it's like a, a major offense. It's just like, I feel bad. Like Mother Teresa is, like I said, putting effort into this. And I'm questioning here. And I guess I'd have to ask our petty criminals and you, like, if you were to make me something that you were excited to then like, share to other people as well. Would you rather me say something about that? Because that would benefit the people you're sharing with as well in terms of feedback. I think per your earlier point that people's tastes are kind of unto themselves. Mm -hmm. I would say to like, 
I feel like keep it to yourself. Dang. Okay. I know. I mean, like I'm speaking one thing, but I, I feel like I would, I would keep it to myself. Yeah. Like it's so cringe. Like I remember when I was at some friends' houses, like my parents just like raised us differently where if we had no thank you bites, if we didn't like something, we could say no thank you and then maybe get something else. But we were never, we would never sit down after my dad was in the kitchen for hours and be like, this isn't good or this could use this. And I I don't do that at restaurants. Like I don't, so I don't, yeah, I hear what you mean. Like that's just not my vibe, but I'm giving different advice. (laughs) I, 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 and I'm even thinking, just say thank you for the lasagna. Mm -hmm. Don't even ask about the cheese. Dang, then maybe maybe she's not guilty for not the non-feedback. I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know Me what too. to do with this. I know. I, I, I definitely, the guilty, the not having cheese in the lasagna is guilty to me. And I think that's sure. the impetus of the issues here. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to blame it on the cheese, really. Boom. Yeah. Final question. Should I give Mother Teresa a chance for lasagna redemption and accept her offer? For a new lasagna. Yes. Yeah. Because like, what's the worst, like what truly, what is the worst that can happen? You've not given her feedback. You've stayed actually silent about it. Mm -hmm. You've talked, you've talked shit. (laughs) Yeah. You have talked (laughs) shit. Like the first product was not very good to your standards or at least to your, your taste. Mm -hmm. So like it would be, I don't know. It seems fun if like the second one that she baked was like even incrementally better. Okay, here would be my suggestion. Okay. <laughs> Except the, don't give her the feedback about the last one. Just say thank you. Maybe stop talking so much shit. Accept <laughs> the lasagna and go, oh, you're going to make me another lasagna. Like, thank you so much. Is it possible that I can request extra cheese? I mm-hmm. am a cheese lover in my lasagna. Yeah. Yep. Fair. Yeah. Sandwich the feedback into a request from your end. Yeah, put it on, like, put it on yourself. Put it on your plate, yeah. Is that so but, non-confrontational? I don't know. No, I think you have to be in this situation. Like, it, I think that's a, that's a, the non-head-on approach, I think, is behooves the situation. Mm. But I, I do think, I mean, based on how the story ended, uh, Mother Teresa might just be kind of, like, going rogue and, like, making lasagna kind of, <laughs> hap- like, just, like, all over the place. So I... It seems like she showed up with another helping of lasagna. So it's like, oh, ooh, I actually had like that request for extra cheese. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when do you package that? If she's just kind of like showing up unexpectedly. But no, if she's if she's to reach out to us and she's like, would you like another lasagna? Thinking about making another <laughs> batch. I Yeah, I think that approach is perfect. Cool. Any final help her, thoughts, Help her Griff? get better. Help her get better. Be Paul Hollywood. Like, mm-hmm. People want to get better if they're making something like that for people. Like, I don't think anyone wants to make something that someone doesn't enjoy. No. And if nobody's liking it, (laughs) you have to ever so gently let her know, I guess. Ever so gently. Yes. Uh, I love you, Mother Teresa. I'm sorry you suck at making lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And as like an adult integrated lasagna eater, I I'm so curious about this. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm done. I'm good. We're going to email Giada back and we're going to ask her to accept another lasagna and we will update y'all with a review on the fresh lasagna. Absolutely. And I'm going to make a promise to the petty criminals. The next time that I'm in New York city, visiting Kira and other friends, of course, she's not my world. I will, <laughs> we'll, we'll go out together. We'll find like the best lasagna in the city and we'll go have it. 
Absolutely. And we'll take the petty criminals along for the journey. Sounds good. (sighs) Thanks, Kira. Yay. Sponsor alert. By now, you know, Griff and I love Hello Adorn. They have the best everyday wear jewelry, never plated, handmade in the US, life proof. If you see our selfies on the Instagram, you see me wearing the tiny twist and the endless hoop earrings and their silver jewelry with little pearls. So cute. And you look so cute. So be sure to check out their latest drops, like the new additions to their popular backdrop earrings and the next gen of friendship bracelets that are double chain bracelets with very fun dynamic duos like Hot and Bothered and Young and Reckless. (laughs) Also, with the holidays coming up, it's a great time to join Hello Perks, their loyalty program. When you join, you'll earn points when you shop, get exclusive offers, access to their limited drops, and more. So shop helloadorn.com slash petty and use code MINIMAL for 10% off your first purchase. That's helloadorn.com slash petty with code MINIMAL. Look great, stay petty. Have you ever thought, ugh, this water is too wet? Or this beach is too sandy? My name's Christine. And my name is Sandy. And we're the hosts of Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet, a podcast where we do dramatic readings of the most wild and off-the-wall reviews on the internet. We find the funniest, real reviews about everything from Vegas weddings, matchmaking services and Trader Joe's, to caves, toddler beds, and spirit Halloween. You won't believe the things that people think absolutely must be said on the internet. How else would everyone know that some caves don't have Wi-Fi? We hear about the good, the bad, and that one time Spirit Halloween sent someone a dildo instead of a Halloween costume. And believe it or not, we got to the bottom of it. <laughs> Join us every Wednesday wherever you listen to your podcasts. Beachy Sandy Water Too Wet is brought to you by the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The following criminal or minimal segment is rated five teacups. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> All right, petty criminals, it's time for a very special segment of Criminal or Minimal, because I am joined by a good friend of mine in the show. She is a writer, she's a comedian, and more importantly, the founder of a company called Vibe Slut, which was also Kira's nickname in college. (laughs) Please welcome to Petty Crimes Court. Abby Jensen. Hi, all. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Now, Abby, I was trying to think this morning, how do we know each other? Is it through Ben? It's through Ben, but I think we actually had a drunken meetup before that at the pool that I used to live at, the apartment. It was. Abby, it was. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I, speaking of one of our crimes (laughs) in season one called Pest Friends, you were, you submitted it to us. I did submit it. And we usually don't say that on Petty Crimes, but we're friendly and that one's... That I'm one's coming for, forward. It's a reveal. It's a good, it's a good, <laughs> probably our most like raunchy episode. Which so makes sense for my brand. Um, so any listener who hasn't listened to it, go back and listen because that was and your I'm girl's a responsibility. Apologize, I'll apologize <laughs> and maybe don't eat while listening to <laughs> yeah. it because it's a little or, nasty. Or if it's your thing, eat, you know, eat while yeah. listening to it. <laughs> no, but you're right. We ran into each other at that big building complex that so yes. many of my gays live in. Yes. And that's so funny. And then probably after that, we just realized we had a very close mutual friend of ours. Totally. That's it's so funny. And then we just, we ho, you just keep seeing each other. No, literally. I mean, that's what I love about living here. It's like, it is like a city, but it's so small and you can, we've seen each other on the street all the time walking, literally. walking my dog. You're walking your fiance. I'll, I'll walk my fiance or I saw you once when I was on the phone with my therapist. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. My friend Griff is uh, right over there. <laughs> I have to pause the therapy session. 
Well, a lot of our petty criminals use this show as their form of therapy, <laughs> right? and we constantly remind them to not do that, but also, you know, to, you know, give us your problems. We'll do our best with them. Um, before we dive into our criminal minimal segment, I brought up that you founded Vibe Slut, yeah. which I've been a big fan of. Videos on Instagram and your your presence there. But give our listeners kind of an idea or a briefing on yeah. why you created it and what it is. Vibe Slut is like a safe pl- po- pleasure, positive space where people can explore their sexuality mm. and what they're into. And so our home base is Instagram okay. um, at Vibe Slut, but we also have a Discord where people can chat cool. and share advice. Um, and yeah, and there's more to come. So yeah. <laughs> a little come. tease. <laughs> little tease. And do you do classes as well? Yes, I do workshops okay. online if you're looking to uh, up any skills. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very cool. Just to make you a little more confident. That's amazing. And it's it's been cool to see you grow that. Like, obviously, we're growing our trying to grow our show and we've put a lot of effort into it and we thank our petty criminals all the time. And so re- respect sees respect. Like it's, it's cool we that you've it. grown it. <laughs> all right. Well, you've listened to the show. Yes. You're familiar with Criminal Minimal. I'm such a big fan of the show. Oh, I'm so you. excited to be here. We're excited to have you. And I have put together some special Criminal Minimals. Love. Across three categories. The first is in accordance to Vibe Slut. Right. I asked a few of our petty criminals to submit some of their criminal minimals based on your vibe and your company's vibe. A few people reached out. I think a few people were scared too. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't mean to scare you. (laughs) But we got a few good ones. And then this episode comes out on Halloween and Kira and I did not touch the fact that it was Halloween on uh, the story, the crime we just heard. So we're going to sprinkle in a few uh, Halloween criminal minimals. And, and then the third category is a surprise for you. Whoa. Yeah, a special submitter. I love a surprise. Also, I love that it's coming out on Halloween that, and that people were kind of scared. So oh. it like goes in theme. Like. Oh my God. You're, you've got it. You've got it. <laughs> okay. So let's dive into a few. We'll start yeah. with one that... Actually, no. We'll start with one just to give the listeners an idea of where you stand, who we're dealing with. Right. Criminal or minimal? Crocs. <laughs> Okay. One, I'm so excited to be a part of Criminal Minimal because I don't have a lot of knowledge, but I have a lot of opinions. So okay. this is like the perfect place for me. Mm-hmm. And Crocs, I complimented your Crocs on the way in. Yep. And what did I tell you? You said, save it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> save it for the pod. And I'm all in on Crocs. Okay. I, anything comfy. I don't have a sense of style. So I'm oh. like, so I don't actually know what that says about people who wear Crocs that I like oh. them. If I'm saying I don't have a sense of style yeah. <laughs> and I also flooding. like them, but I think it's minimal to wear Crocs. Just wear what makes you feel good. Yeah. Do you have a pair? I do not. Okay. That's like my biggest dream. Nice. I've gifted Kira uh, her first pair. And I would say that, and I'm sure some of our listeners would agree. Once you get your first pair, it's a slippery slope into Crocdom or right. whatever. Um, so we do need to get you a pair. Yeah. Do you go outside of the basics? Like they have the heels, they have the sneakers. I have these basic black. Okay. Um, which I've been called before. And, (laughs) (laughs) and I have the rain boots, which I like discovered in a workout class one day. So I have those as well, also in black. So to your point about style, I think they do require a sense of kind of like how to style them. Gotcha. Or you just lean into kind of what they are by nature, which is just kind of like goofy and just yeah. don't care about what you're wearing. Yeah. So I think it can go either like very cultivated or like not at all. Yeah. Which is great. That speaks to their versatility. Totally. Like I'm, I love goofy and not caring. So <laughs> okay. no, I think minimal is, yeah, it's a minimal crime. Okay, perfect. Now that we have that kind of base established, yes. let's get into some vibes like criminal. Great. Minimals. 
This one, I'm not going to say their names. Actually, no, I'll say their first <laughs> names because you, you can't find them. Okay. Um, submitted by Sam. Okay. Criminal or minimal. Farting during sex. 10 seconds to orgasm. Wait, is the farting have to do with the orgasm? <gasps> I don't know. That's a good question. Can people, is that like a turn on for some people? Yeah. Well, I, I assume that she, like, we're tensing up. We're getting okay. 10 seconds out from the orgasm and you let one out gotcha. right before you climax. I farting. Also, just if your kids are in the car or if your mom's in the car, you've obviously realized, get them out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> put your, put your AirPods in. Earmuffs. Yeah. Earmuffs to the children. Farting during sex is so minimal. It is, it happens and queefing happens. There's going to be air. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be awkward and it's silly. You just have to like laugh it off. And if anyone cares, if you're letting like a big fart out, fuck them. But like not in the good way. Yeah, yeah. Don't fuck them. Like leave them on the curb. What about burping? Because I feel like I've, we've Mm. had this one before, burping during sex. That's, That's That's happened to me. You've burped during sex or no, someone's burped on honey, you? No, I would never. Someone's burped on or like w- with me. <laughs> That's interesting because with things going on down below, mm-hmm. I think it's like your body's just going to do things as, you know, people are touching it yes. down there, as things yep. are contracting. Especially for my type of sex. Which yeah, is sex. it's yes. just going to happen. But burping seems like something you'd have more control over okay. at least like i personally can burp my abcs so um, i'm kind of like a burping aficionado this yeah i know podcast, yeah, i feel like i should share that um, <laughs> and brag about myself in that way so i think that's criminal okay. because that seems like something you have control of yep. okay. and just seems like gross i fully agree so for the record for the record <laughs> farting during sex minimal burping during sex criminal yes fair i agree Next one, submitted by a petty roommate. Ooh. Criminal or minimal, having extremely loud sex when your roommates are home, in parentheses, full disclosure, I've been the perpetrator and the victim, they say. Wow. This right. one's interesting mm-hmm. because when you're in it, you're so in it, you know, like you just <laughs> want to like let scene. loose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have to think about what other people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, oh, I think it's minimal if it happens like not very frequently if that makes sense but if you're doing it every day in your roommates are hearing you constantly Uh like i don't know like i think that's more criminal but also the roommates have the ability to like put on the tv or play some music like it can't be that loud that like (laughs) oh i mean could it be that loud though (laughs) i feel like well that's where i that's where i have thoughts because it's like you're naturally enjoying yourself and you're uh, feeling euphoric. Yeah. Obviously, like sounds are going to come out of your body as your body's being worked. Totally. But like, and it's, I feel like this is where especially guys and maybe like women with a guy because they know that guys are like so porn addicted. Yeah. Maybe they're like trying to lean into the like, like putting on a show. Exactly. Mm. And as an actor, I feel like I can tell when the acting's bad. Or when the sounds are not authentic. So if it's bad acting, I would say criminal. Okay. If it's natural, you're just euphoric and enjoying (laughs) yourself, minimal. Okay. Let yourself enjoy. Yep. And that same vein, being verbal, criminal or minimal? In the bedroom? Oh. (laughs) No, in the boardroom. (laughs) (laughs) Verbal in real life. Um, Well, we are talking on a podcast. True, 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 true. Um, I would say being verbal is super minimal. Yeah. Like dirty talk is hot. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. 
All right. A few more from this category. Okay. Submitted by Jay Petty. <laughs> People are totally giving themselves anonymous <laughs> names. As they should. Criminal or minimal. Announcing that you're officially trying for a baby, a.k.a. having lots of unprotected sex. I think that's so minimal. Okay. <laughs> like, I feel like we should be talking about sex way more. And unfortunately, that's like one of the only times we deem it socially oh. unacceptable or socially acceptable when you can start to be like, what positions are you yeah. using? <gasps> what, you know, are you have your legs up to get the semen like yeah. in this way? You're, you'll get a boy if you're in this position. Interesting. And I think it's super minimal. And we should also just talk about sex more regularly outside of trying. Yeah. I will say, like, I, I kind of like oscillate between a more hetero world, and I have such good friends in that world, and then my queer world. Yeah. And I feel like in the queer world, for better and worse, like, honestly, sometimes my humor can scale a little like to this, but like the open conversation about sex, mostly because, and I think we've talked about this a little bit on the pod, when I go into a gay bar, mm-hmm. it is not always assumed who prefers what position, and not mm-hmm. to say that men and women should be locked into like A or B positions. Right. But like, I don't know if this guy's a top. I don't know if this guy's a bottom. So from the get-go, if I'm looking to bring someone home or like even date someone, asking from the get-go, are you a top or a bottom? Yeah. Opens up the conversation for sex a lot more earlier than I think a lot of my hetero friends. Totally. It opens up to like, what do you like? Yeah. Like it just gets you in there and you, you're forced into having this yep. conversation that can change your sex life for the better. Yeah. Like, Yep. So yeah, I think so minimal. Let's talk about it more. Um, yeah, scream it from the rooftops when you're trying. Well, Tweet don't about scream it. Then I'll have to put the TV on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the music to drown it out. <laughs> okay, one more from this category, okay. and then we'll transition. We'll give. We'll let, met, the petty criminals are sweating right now. <gasps> Submitted by Katie, crossing state borders for a hookup. <gasps> Criminal or minimal? Okay, I have a. Can I do a tangential story about this? Yes, we love tangential. Sorry. <laughs> One time, I met this guy on Bumble, and he was really intense about picking our our date time okay. and place, and like really intense about me not canceling. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, okay, like I'm not gonna cancel. Um, when he got to the date, he revealed that he. This is when I still lived in St. Louis, Missouri. He revealed that he had flown in town for the date. He actually had matched with me when he was on a layover in the St. Louis airport. (gasps) Um, Yeah. And so he'd flown from Colorado to go on this date with me. Oh, my gosh. Which one put so much pressure (laughs) on the date. (laughs) And also the date was already going poorly. So that made me look at him like oh, you're going to murder me. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly he did it. <laughs> he did it alive to tell the tale. Um, but so I, again, I think it's spe- very specific. If you tell the person you're crossing the country yeah. and they know and you're not putting pressure on the, or not co- crossing the country, yeah. crossing state borders, and yeah. they know and you're not putting pressure on them, mm-hmm. minimal. If okay. you don't tell them and it's like, surprise, I came here from Colorado. Oh. Definitely criminal. Okay. Would you have would you have preferred he not say that he was traveling out of state until after the first date, probably? I think I prefer he would have told me he was coming from Colorado oh. before we got on the date. Okay, got it. So then it didn't feel like I rented this hotel room. Yeah. Are you going to stay here? Oh, with interesting. Me? Kind I of see, I see. Pressure. But then, because I've, you know, I've had experience, not like that specifically, but like so many people, and to his point about like, please don't cancel, please don't cancel. Mm-hmm. Even with like 
lower stakes than travel or whatever, the cancellation is just such a letdown and it makes you feel so shitty. Yeah. And so, you know, I think from his perspective, not to justify it at all, but like he knew that there was probably a higher likelihood of you canceling if he was like, oh, by the way, I'm flying in from out of state just for this date. Because it's like, this is a first date. That, to your point, that's a lot of expectation. I know. So you, I mean, you would have been in your right to cancel, I think. That's just, that's, it's intense. It's very intense. I wish intense. I would have canceled because <laughs> the rest of the date was just horrible. What went wrong with it? Just yeah. not the vibe? Not, not the, the vibe. vibe he asked me um, on the first date, this also added to the pressure, if I had brought my vibrator with me to the date because he wanted to use it on me later. So he was going like all in immediately on sexy time. And I'm like, I just learned your last name. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Because they don't show the last name on Bumble. (laughs) Yeah, but in his mind, he's like, but I traveled and I did this. And it's like, it's like kind of like later dates investment. Yeah. So, okay, that makes sense. Well, glad I asked. Yeah. All right, petty criminals, deep breaths. We're going to transition into Halloween. I'm scared. (laughs) Uh, Let's do a few in honor of the holiday today. Criminal minimal. Turning down your partner's pleas to do a couple's costume Mm. because you have a better individual idea. Criminal. (gasps) You think you should just do the couple's costume? Yes. Teamwork makes the dream work. Okay. Okay. Maybe what if it's like, can you like, have it for Friday and then maybe Saturday night you do a individual one? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're allowed to be an individual. Sure. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Individuality in your relationship is important. But I feel like if you can think of a really good individual co- Halloween costume and yeah. can't think of a really good couple's Halloween costume, mm-hmm. you're not prioritizing your partner. What? <laughs> I mean, I hear the truth to that. I also don't understand it. <laughs> If Jesse, my fiance, came to me and it was like, I'm no longer no- going to let you be Britney Spears and I'm going to be the snake um, because I have my own individual costume, I would be like, I'm questioning everything. Oh, yeah, because you're eager to do the couples this <laughs> mm-hmm. year. I see, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Wow. So maybe a little biased. Petty crime, <laughs> I was just going to say a petty crime score is uh, the foundation, the floor is biased. It's <laughs> yeah. tiled and biased. All right, criminal or minimal submitted by my good friend Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Wearing the same costume as last year. Minimal. I agree. I've promised the listeners across a few episodes that I was going to do the Babadook. Love. Which I, I feel like I could pull off. I just like, I have an issue of saying I'm going to do a costume, then realizing I don't have the technical skill to put into it. Namely with the makeup for this one. So I may or may not be doing it, but like chances are not. Yeah. In which case I'll repurpose a costume from last year. And that's so sustainable. Like the world is moving towards sustainability for us oh to God. get a new costume every year. That is fast fashion. Like... Criminal. (laughs) Eco-friendly. Really. All right. One more from this category. Wait, this one very quickly. Doing a couple's costume with your dog. Criminal or minimal? Minimal. All right. Get the dogs involved. I want to see dressed up doggies. I went to... WeHo had a dog competition. Like a dog costume competition? Yeah. And I went the other day and just watched it alone. Oh, my God. Wait, Abby, text me. I would have definitely gone to that. (laughs) It was literally in Plummer Park. (laughs) Right by our house. Right by. Houses. We don't live together. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so funny. Reveal. All right. This final one. Giving an extra piece of candy to whatever kid you think has the best costume in the group when they show up to your house. Minimal. Game recognizes (laughs) game. Like if they're slaying at a young age, 
support. Incentivize them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Our next segment are, I'm going to do a few submitted by a friend of the show who goes by Jesse. Um, My fiance? Your fiance. (laughs) I pinged him before we got to the studio and I was like, give me some criminal minimals. I'm dead. He was probably so excited about that. I hope he was. He's such a, I love him. He's such a good guy. You guys are a great couple. He loves couple. you. He's oh, like, Griff he? is texting me? Oh my God. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. <laughs> criminal or minimal? We'll do these ones a little more rapid fire. Okay. A guy with blonde hair. Oh, criminal. <laughs> they shouldn't exist. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> you heard it. Criminal or minimal? Scented tampons. Oh, criminal. You don't want a BV infection. Oh, really? Yeah. It causes all types of infections. Oh, yucky. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We don't want that. So what is the idea of creating them? Uh, is it just like leaning into like a woman should smell good? Totally. And, it's like, like bad for your, your health? Your V should smell like pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> and it's like, no, it no, shouldn't. A pumpkin spice latte should <laughs> smell like Almost nothing should. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, a candle. Yeah. Candles are fine. Candles are fine. My friend Emma listens to this and she, she loves a pumpkin spice latte. I support. And tis the season. All right. Criminal or minimal. Not peeing for 10 minutes after sex. So criminal. Yes. Get a UTI. Mm-hmm. Don't want to deal with that. Very important. Criminal or minimal. <laughs> Throwing clothes into the dryer when you take them out of the washer, even if they fall on the floor. So criminal. <laughs> he said you'd have an opinion about this one. I get so mad because he'll let his underwear touch the dirty floor and then just put it into the dryer. And I'm <sighs> like, now you have to clean it again. He said you you would put it back in the washer. Yeah, I would wash it again. Can I ask a follow-up question? Why are your floors so dirty? Well, it's the apartment complex. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> it's enough. communal. Okay, got it. Fair. They'd be dirty. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, would you have a different opinion if you had in-house laundry? Or would you still be like, we got to wash it again? I still think I would have to wash. I'm very particular about what's touching my body. Okay, fair enough. Ooh. Fair enough. Another one from him. Criminal or minimal, outside clothes on the bed. <gasps> so criminal. What are you doing? Are all of these things that you've had to condition him against across Literally, your time? Literally, okay. like, he knows so well what he does wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, well that trained. is so criminal. And sometimes he, he wears shoes on the bed. Oh, that, I, outside clothes, I'm okay with. Maybe not in my sheets, maybe yeah. on top of the like duvet or comforter. Shoes, I think I'd probably have... I'd have them kick them off as well. They're touching the ground. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) That's a dirty place. The ground is dirty. And we'll end with one more for Vibe Slut. Okay. To close out our segment. Criminal or minimal submitted by Billy. Your partner blowing on your face, blowing air on your face Mm -hmm. to cool you down during sex. Um, I've never heard of that before. That seems really nice. Minimal. Like your partner's taking care of you. (laughs) Yeah. That does sound really lovely. I'm just, and the petty criminals know you're engaged. Kira's married. I'm single. So one of these things is not like the other. I am, I'm I'm ready for someone. I'm ready for you to be ready for someone. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah. Guy blowing air on my face should be a change. Um, Would be really lovely. Very intentional. Yeah. It's like one of those fans you would get it as a kid yeah. that like oh handheld yep. and then it like squirts a little water in your face. That sounds really lovely. Those are clutch, clutch, clutch. Well, that's, that's the segment. Remind the listeners where you can find <laughs> you and Vibe Slut. Give them all the deets. Find me at at Vibe Slut on Instagram and then you'll find everything else you need from there. Fair enough. Keep it condensed. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I this had was so, so much fun. fun. Yeah, this was, I can't wait for the listeners to hear it and I can't wait to hear what their thoughts are. Yeah. Maybe this will encourage in future 
collabs with you, our listeners, to submit a few more criminal minimals. Because mm. we've got to talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about sex, baby. All right. <laughs> Until next week. Stay petty. Stay <laughs> petty.